Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast with host Bo Marchanti, featuring head coach Jim Perry and the next generation of Red Dragons. Welcome back to another edition of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchant, joined with Coach Perry and his red hot Red Dragons, I should say. And uh, Coach Perry, you brought that uh, winning ways up to Cleveland. You were at the uh, game yesterday. You got to ride the wave when it's going. You got to do everything you can to support your, to support your your crew. But uh, yeah, it was a good day up in Cleveland. Got to take in the game as a fan, and that's always uh, nice to do. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're from Niles, Ohio, and probably most uh, uh, places in the state, um, it was a good football weekend. Uh, our hometown team won. Ohio State won, and then the Cleveland Browns won. So a, a trifecta of uh, local uh, pride here. Yeah, and, you know, we don't get a ton of those uh, just from 99 back at Cleveland. you got to take those weekends and you can get them. But uh, probably the most surprising at some point in time of that was Ohio State pulling that out the way they did. And uh, it always makes Mondays better when you can go in on a Victory Monday. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and you are here on a Victory Monday. We're here on a Victory Monday. And 5-1, uh, and one, big win at Beaver Local, 49-7. You guys got after it. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe the lead you guys had. I mean, because you were very – hesitant to, you know, you were to say this is, I think your mindset going into that, that you thought it was going to be a close game, you know, on equal side, a good football team, but nonetheless, uh, how surprised are you walking into that locker room at halftime? Well, we did feel we were more physical than them and looking at, at film, you know, film gives you some idea, but until you're really there in person, you don't get the full story. But, uh, you know, we, we preach to the to kids, Hey, look, we go take our style of football to them that they're not going to like that. Um, you know, we got off to a horrific start. Uh, we just blew a coverage with our eyes and they go up seven, nothing. They onside kick something we knew that they were, had a tendency to do, bounced off them, they're like, oh, boy, here we go. And, and I really, probably like everybody else, say, well, we're going to find out about ourselves right now because <laughs> we've been playing up for the better part of three weeks. And, uh, you know, we want to see what happens when the adversity hits. And uh, I don't think our kids flinched. And then, really, it was a barrage of a couple special teams plays in a row. Uh, you know, after that, they, they just didn't get the ball back for a while. So three and out and – and like I said, uh, uh, those two kickoffs they didn't field, and then uh, they had a little success, and then another turnover, and we popped that last one in there before half. Uh, really, just took the wind out of their sails. So, you know, I was very happy with uh, how we responded to the adversity. Uh, what I was most especially happy about was that the physical dominance of which we played defense with, which I really think just kind of overwhelmed Beaver Local at some point in time there early in the uh, second quarter. Yeah, I think that was something maybe for them, too. I mean, they've had their success and a lot of points and a lot of wins, and I think maybe uh, – and I, I, I agree with you 100%. Those, that, that early point where you guys kind of got smacked and you guys kind of got up and the way you rebounded and the way that team played. I, I, and I would say I, – I can't say I speak for everybody, but I probably most people sitting there probably thought like, oh, here we go. It's going to be a bad night. You know, the wheels are going to come off. But you guys rebounded, and, and you had and you finished in a dominant fashion. I mean, you're resting, guys. Uh, when we were, we were joking, I always got my notes written down here, folks. And I told Coach Perry before we started, 
I never can read what I write or what the, what I was even writing about. And I put Budak leaves at three minutes, uh, something 49-7, and Coach instantly said, well, that's when we started to rest, guys. Yeah, about three minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, two pieces of insight that maybe, you know, people that either weren't at the game or just like a sideline thing that maybe didn't notice. Uh, I think the first thing was the first play of the game, their quarterback ran the ball, and I'm not sure who on our team tagged them pretty good, but he got up and he was right near me and he was fixing his helmet. You could quickly see he wasn't too, you know what I mean, too happy about that. And I I told the coaches on the headset, I said, man, we keep hitting this kid. I I don't think he's, I don't think he's used to this. And uh, so, you know, that, that was, uh, you know, again, something I thought that, that, uh, you know, people on the stands wouldn't see. The second thing was, uh, they had had uh, we had had a 15 yard uh, legal participation. I was trying to call a timeout, and so they they on top of that they hit a little pass out in the flats, and they got the ball down into our territory. And uh, the next play, I look out and I see our guys are in defense getting ready to play, and they're beating their pads and they're jumping up and down. And I'm like, you know what? Our kids are not phased by what's going on right now. I just thought that was a great sign. You know, they were not reacting. They were excited to keep playing despite the fact that Beaver Local had had, uh, you know, uh, some things going in their favor. And then sure enough, a play or two later, uh, we caused a turnover. So, uh, you know, I just think our kids right now uh, wanted to keep it going that way. I know, you know, the word big game is going to come up, but it's been coming up for a couple weeks now. And uh, I just want our kids to play fast and loose. And if they could continue to do that, then I, I think we can expect great things. I hope so. I hope so. I hope this trend continues. It's, it's fun saying the smiles on these young men's uh, faces. Um, I, I, now, I know, I remember, I think the last score, I thought uh, third and nine, Joe Smith uh, he, he had the big uh, big first down run, and that kind of continued on. And then, like I said, it made it 42-7. Uh, I, I just – you guys have been able to use those weapons. I mean, you know, Budak has the three touchdowns at half, two passing, one run. And you can bring in uh, Stephen uh, Thomas, to, you know, Joe Smith. Uh, how fun is it just being a coach, having not just – we know Antoine's the guy. I mean, he's he's he is, he is the, the you know the, the the big playmaker. But when you're in a pinch, you need to rest them. You can hand the ball off or put the hands in other people that can contribute. Yeah. Well, what you see is you know as you're as you're trying to call the game and what looks are you going to get. I mean, you're prepared, but then you see, you know, they're creeping up. They're they're, they're bringing an extra guy into the box, and Antoine, and that's when we really pull the trigger and and go, you know, where to do that, to, to borrow from one part of the field to stop Antoine, you're going to leave yourself exposed. And, uh, uh, you know, a couple of our touchdowns, I think, were a direct result of them trying to stop number four, which is what I, again, what I would do, uh, what I expect uh, the rest of our opponents to do. So uh, when those happen, you have to be able to cash in. And, uh, you know, of course, we were obviously able to do that with some, like you said, touchdown passes. And then, you know, Anthony's first touchdown run was, uh, uh, you know, it was a read on his part. If he's going to hand the ball off, he sees the, his read crash down to stop Antoine, and he basically walks in the end zone. So, you know, you have to be smart enough. Uh, the kids have to be able to, uh, make, you know, make those adjustments with you. I mean, you have those things in the game plan. Uh, uh, 
Uh, some of those things you kind of draw up at halftime. You make note and come out. You know, unfortunately for us, uh, we only really ran our starters one play in the second half, and that went for uh, you know Antoine on a on a one play touchdown there. So yeah. and we've done that two weeks in a row. That's uh, I wish that's something we could put in the bank and keep doing it, and we'll try to. But uh, again, that's a compliment to our coaches making those little adjustments. Yeah, and that's and I got to ask. So you go in the halftime with the big lead, talk to the team at halftime, then you come out. First play, 65 yards by Antoine. Uh, it's, you, do you pinch yourself? You're like, wow, is this, it's going to be this this easy? Well, Not that you'll, easy, but yeah, you know, you'll take it. And, you know, again, that, that coach part of you is like, we want our guys to keep playing. You certainly don't want to get into a situation where you're embarrassing the, the opponent. Yeah. Um, they came back out, and we noticed they started subbing some guys in. So at that point in time, you you know, you don't want to get anyone hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Stephen Thomas uh, ended up getting dinged up at the end of the Lakeview game, just trying to give Antoine a blow. So you're trying to protect your guys. Uh, move on, uh, but the idea that we come out and we score like that, that's what you're looking for, you know, come out, you know, don't let off the gas until it's absolutely time to, and, and we did that, and uh, yeah, when you're up 49-7, you got to start thinking about the next week. And uh, credit that offensive line, because they're doing their work there, too. Uh, the freshman, I believe in my notes, Jeremiah Dean comes in, three first down runs by the freshman. Yeah, Jermaine Dean, uh, he's, uh, he's been a bright spot for us. He's uh, been helping us more on defense. But, uh, you know, again, you go to some of your backups so are starting elsewhere, so we want to keep those guys fresh. So Jermaine hadn't had a chance to play a lot of offense for us, and uh, we know he's capable. So it was, it was a good look to get him some reps back on that side of the ball. And, uh, you know, you know the long season you're going to need some of your guys to step up later in the year. So to get some of these guys – that A, not only deserve playing time, but B, might be in the mix before it's all said and done. Uh, that's that's an opportunity we were glad to uh, be able to uh, get those guys out there. Excellent. And then I want to mention, because I write down my notes, that Jamari White with the INT, uh, Deontay Miller, fourth quarter turnover, right? Uh, I know he had the – What did he do? I know he had to do something good. Cause I, really I know he had a great tackle on special Maybe that's team. What, but uh, we, there was a few turnovers. Oh, he was. He, I think he actually may have recovered one of those fumbles. Okay, maybe on the uh, on the kickoff. Or, but Dante's had a great year at linebacker. He's a very instinctual player for us. So he, and, you know, he played in a little bit of offense in, uh, in Stephen Thomas's absence uh, in that split back look for us. So again, there's an example where you know you just have to keep guys ready to go. Uh, uh, you want to play as many guys as you can, but. When, when, uh, you know, somebody, next man up, somebody goes down, uh, the next guy has to step up. And I thought Deontay did a good job on offense as well. Excellent. Once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragon football podcast here with Coach Perry and the Dragons then. And we'll be bringing on a featured Red Dragon in a few minutes. Um, Coach, this is the point where I ask you, uh, what, what play did you want to pat yourself on the back? And what play uh, did you want to kick yourself in the butt? Well, when you, again, score 42 and a half, it's easy to want to pat yourself uh, on the back. Uh, uh, We had a play early on. um, I think it was a play where Anthony uh, ran for a first down, and we were confused, and Coach PK was was telling me, Coach, we need a timeout, we need a timeout. And I was just looking. I'm like, you know, I'm not calling a timeout here. If we don't get it, we'll play defense. I just want to see our kids respond in this situation. Nobody was open, and Anthony uh, uh, ran for the first down. He bailed me out, but I probably should have called timeout. I was just, I just didn't uh, want to waste that. And uh, so, uh, you know, we got away with one there. 
And as far as, uh, you know, play calls that went well, like I said, I, I do think there was a lot of them. I, I don't have necessarily one specific okay. in mind right now. Um, again, some of the things that we thought would work well this week did. And, you know, that, again, is a credit to our offensive guys when they're building the game plan and, uh, you know, PK uh, picking those things to dial them up uh, at the right time. Um, I guess one that does come to mind as, as we're sitting here is uh, – uh, they were. We talk about them borrowing to stop Antoine, and uh, uh, we had been running hard to the left side with Antoine. And uh, I, you know, I told PK, I was like, "Hey, how about if we run Joey to the outside uh, here?" And uh, he went for a touchdown. So I guess I got at least got lucky or saw enough to know. But uh, our receivers have been blocking really well on the perimeter, and there wasn't a ton out there. So you have great belief that if you could just get out, get the edge, and you know. We've heard it all year, Bo, on the podcast. Joey Speed versus Josh Speed. And <laughs> Joe out in the open field, he's strong and he's super fast, and he was able to take that one to the house. So. Well, you know what? I haven't asked you. Who who do you think your fastest wide dragon is? I won't hesitate. I think it's Joe. <laughs> I, and I, I remember watching him as a running track as a freshman and that. Joe, Joe's got Joe's got that what I call constant speed. Josh might be quicker in some, you know, maybe okay. even off the ball. But Joe's top end and then be able to carry that speed, I, I, I would take my money on uh, on Joe. And that, that's not to say that Josh is a fact, but uh, uh, I think I think Joe's the guy I'd put my money on. Fair enough. Now, uh, you, uh, the Red Dragons, will be hosting the Poland Bulldogs this Friday, Bo Ryan Stadium, a big game, both 5-1 and one teams in NCAA. Uh, so kind of, you always like to, you know, well, I like for you to preview the game and, and what should we expect uh, this Friday. Well, and again, being if you're listening to this, you you're well aware of the history of Niles in Poland, and it's uh, we could probably rewind that Hubbard uh, <laughs> podcast and say a lot of the same things. They've had our number for sure. Um, our kids know that, and uh, they're excited for the challenge. Like I, I think we could have played this game on Monday, you know, today, uh, just because of the fact that uh, our, our kids are excited to go out there and play. Pretty much typical Poland team. They're big up front. Uh, they got a real nice running back, quarterback, a little bit of a dual threat. Uh, I really like the way he throws the ball. Uh, and then defensively, you know, again, they rally, they rally to the football. It's 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 going to be a heck of a football game. I, I think it'll be a physical game. And, again, I think, you know, for our end of it, we want it to be as physical as possible. You know, and our, our kids understand that now. We don't have to keep preaching that. Uh, we want to play uh, what – Everybody in town would call Niles football Niles defense, and uh, you know, get to be back to approaching that uh, uh, that that uh, tradition of the Thunder defense and trying to live up to that. That's where we're at with this, and uh, uh, we'll need that come come Friday night. Do you have any historical facts? I know you knew. I think it was '95 for Hubbard. Do we have any? Uh... I don't. Somebody said something about it's been ten in a row. Um, okay. The last win I can remember, uh, and that's when I was coaching elsewhere at the time. I think I was over at Warren Harding. Uh, it was my nephew Chris's uh, junior year. I know they were at Poland, and uh, I was at that game, and they beat Poland. So that that should be around a 10-year mark, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter uh, because, you know, we talk, we just talk about the differences between Team 110, which was last year, and Team 111. And, uh, you know, they're the same kids, but we're a different team now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously some seniors moved on, but uh, uh, we understand that what we need to do now. And it's a great opportunity. It's been a long time since we've been in the mix. 
you know, uh, like I said, league play, we're off to a good start. Poland has one loss in league play, but they're obviously alive for the championship because there's, there's good teams all over the place in the league, and uh, this is just the next This is the next big game. And then the next week we're going to talk about the next big huh. game, regardless of the outcome of these. And then, you know, we also know that we're already playing week 11 no matter what. Um, right now we're striving for bigger and better things than that. You know, week 11 is – penciled in but you know we would not be happy just showing up for week 11 so uh, we want to fight for a conference title we want to get a home game for the playoffs we want to advance we want to win the region I mean I could keep going on I mean that that's how we feel about this and you know I told our kids you should feel that way you got to have some confidence with what you're doing and believe in yourself yeah and uh, winning winning uh, people like to uh, get on board when you're winning I I think this Friday night is going to be uh, bit of a uh, madhouse in a good way. I hope so. You know, I, I think our kids deserve that. I think they've earned it with, with going back to, you know, even early on in the year with, with seven on sevens and, and scrimmages against good opponents. I mean, look, look at our opponents in Marlington and Cardinal Mooney and what they've done in their regular season. And those, those were great. You know, we, at, at every step of the way, I think our kids have, have met the challenge. And I told the kids yesterday or Saturday, sorry, Bo, uh, somebody asked me where I felt the turning point with this group was, and I thought it was in that alliance game when we were down, and we still kept going and still kept playing super hard. And that that's what gives me some confidence that, you know, there's going to be some adversity Friday, no question. And I think our kids will meet it because they didn't flinch last time, even though it didn't go their way. So, you know, I hope people come out, support us. We could use the help. We could use a big crowd. And uh, I expect one, and I, I expect that to be uh, in our favor, uh, you know, when they, we kick it off at 7 o'clock. Excellent. And I think uh, player of the game, i got to give it to Anthony. I thought, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, him, I get not fully healthy, but you said he was dinged up earlier. Um thought he came out in a big way in that first half, a couple touchdown passes and a run, giving it to that uh, QB player of the game. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good choice. And, you know, yeah, Anthony's been playing through some pain uh Luckily, it's an injury that uh, I think is getting better, number one. Number two, they told him, like, this thing's really going to hurt, but it's, you're not going to cause more damage by doing it. But I'll tell you, if, you, if there was a, if there was 100, 100 kids uh, out there that were asked to play with the same type of pain, I'd say about 90 of them wouldn't do it. And uh, he's really showed me some toughness. And, uh, you know, he's a kid that's being recruited, and that's going to be my talk to the colleges. Like, you know what this kid played through? And, and, and it was never a question as long as the doctor said he was allowed to play that he was going to do it. I'm super proud of him. Excellent stuff. Now, Coach, uh, this is a time where – you go off and grab a red dragon. Uh, what? Who are we going to talk to today? They're going to try to get Nick Clark in here. Uh, Nick's been our starting center for the last couple of years, and uh, uh, you know sometimes he he's so quiet that you you forget about him. But you know the importance of that position, especially when you're in a shotgun, and uh, he's been real consistent for us. And and I'll say it's never too late either, but he's improving. Like his blocking percentages have been up the last few weeks. And I think he's starting to figure out some of the stuff on his own, you know, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of the effort that he's, uh, he's brought to the table moving forward. And, uh, and for that, for that, uh, eyes and ears of the quarterback. So, uh, I mean, he has to be a smart player too, I'd assume. Usually. Yeah, there's uh, you know, has got that IQ worthy. Right. You know, for, for Nick, it's, uh, it's, you know, he doesn't necessarily make the calls for the protection, but he's the guy that's got to know to go right or left. If you're on the right side, you're a right side guy. If you're on the left side, but, you know, when you're in the middle, you you know, you got to know which way to go. And, uh, you know, like I said, in that area, he, he's just gotten, gotten a ton better. And 
uh, you know, he's a great kid. That, that's probably the, the best part about Nick is uh, I'm sure the whole time in here he's going to be smiling. That's just that's just his Nick, personality. He's got so. a good deal. He's one of the kids I do know, so it'll be uh, fun. And I'll be asking him if he's doing his motocross. I know he uh, he has all the little dirt bikes oh, yeah. and toys. Yeah, that's supporting me, but uh, <laughs> he assures me everything's okay when he gets on me. Fair enough. Once again, Coach Perry, thank you, and best to you and the team off Friday night here at Bo Ryan Stadium. Once again, the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. You can find it free and available. And as Coach Perry mentioned, uh, make sure you get down here Friday night. Um, this is a big game. We know this uh, town is uh, really, really uh, amped up for the opportunity to have a team that we have and have the opportunity to uh, play Poland at the highest level possible, and uh, obviously they have a remarkable program on their end, too, and that's why it uh, would be such a nice victory if uh, we can snatch one uh, this uh, Friday night. And we're going to be waiting for uh, Nick Clark to join us here in the uh, little old coach's room, and uh, it's kind of fun looking around through here, the history of this building that we're in, how many times, uh, and here he is. Now, now look at this big-looking guy, huh? Uh, what's up, handsome? How you been, my man? Doing pretty good, huh? Last time I saw you, you looked like 10. Now you look like a uh, 22-year-old uh, monster. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I started spending a lot of time in the weight room. I could tell, Nick, you look great, man. Hey, Thanks. now, you guys are playing some great football. And you've been here. You, you've been a Niles football player, probably Pop Warner Pee Wee. What's it like senior year having this type of success? It's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to be a senior, but it's really great to have success, especially for your senior year. Those moments you make with your brothers out on that field, I mean, it's nothing like anything else. Yeah, it is. And, and for you, we were talking about, you know, you playing that center position. You kind of are the eyes and ears. You're, you're, you know, you're checking reads. You're seeing what the defense is doing. And uh, what's that like just working with Anthony the last couple of years, getting that, you know, acclimated to, you know, picking up on what he likes and just knowing what to do with this offensive line? I mean – at first, it was kind of difficult for me because at first, my stats were always low. Then I realized that I have a six-four quarterback. <laughs> I need to get him up a little bit. But after that, it worked out perfect. Yeah. And uh, the mindset of that line, are you are you chatty out there? I always try to be humble. Yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to get arrogant. I <laughs> <laughs> with a smile, uh, great smile. Uh, so for you, I, I I'm curious. Uh, when did you become a center? When did you start? You know perfecting the snap and, and taking that position over? Well, when I first started playing LRD in my midget year, they originally had me at guard. Okay. The center that played center, he got hurt. So they kind of just threw me in there and said, let's just see how this looks, and I've played ever since. Could you imagine playing any other position? It'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's a unique position, and, and then, like I said, there's so much. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on that position. If you folks know football, uh, like I said, uh, center is no easy task. No, nothing on the offensive defensive line is, and, but, but you really got to have a lot of to do what he's doing at this level. Uh, Poland this week, and uh, we don't want to give him any bulletin board material. We don't get, but uh, five and one. You're five and one. You're at Bo Ryan Stadium. Homecoming week. It's just this kind of like a movie setting. Do you kind of feel the same way? I do. I just feel it's gonna be a great game. It's, I think it is going to be a great game. And I told the people, you tell the people in Niles, uh, make sure they get their fanny down here at the Bo Ryan Stadium Friday night, right? Yes, sir, 7 o'clock. Uh, how much does uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm sure as you guys win, you know more people are going to be interested. You're going to get more support. But uh, what's it like knowing that that crowd is backing you guys up? 
I mean, it feels like we have a lot more support. It just feels nice having more people there supporting us, showing us love. Yeah. Now, your dad loves this and loves you playing. Is, is he your biggest critic or is he your biggest supporter? And that's his father, Ronald, uh, Ronnie Clark. So what's it like, uh, you know, after a game, is dad going to say, hey, you, 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 or is he just going to praise you? Uh, I wouldn't say praise, but he'll, he'll tell me when I do good, he'll tell me when I did wrong. Like, I tell him, last game I had one bad snap, my hand slipped off the ball. <laughs> he made sure I knew about that. <laughs> so so he's fair. So if yeah. you do do great, he's going to give you an end. So he's never going to just be that one-minded, uh, even if you had eight bad snaps. Oh, you played great. Bro. Yeah. yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> this team – I, I uh, buddies, teammates. Who's who's those guys that you're closest to? Uh, closest. Do you want me to name one person? You can name as this is your you, this is your show now. You could you could you could name a hundred kids if you want. Uh, close friends on the team. I'd probably have to say Chris Rochard, Joe Smith, Carter Waldron, Greg Rowley, uh, Chris Masiosi, Nico Westbone. Lana Turner, he's been there for me since we were kids. <laughs> and now you guys are here, and uh, for most, like I think most of the kids you said are all seniors, right? Yeah. Besides for Nico and yeah, so. and then uh, you guys, and you get homecoming in Poland. That homecoming, you go homecoming? Yeah. Yeah. Homecoming date or? Yeah, I'm actually on the court. Oh, well, congratulations! Thank oh, you. that's Appreciate excellent. That. Oh, so we got got royalty. Yes, on the sir. podcast tonight. <laughs> Good for you, Nick. That's excellent stuff, man. Well, hey, I don't want to keep you too long, but we always like to have some fun. We call it three and out. And uh, I've been asking the Taylor Swift question. It's even better that she's dating Travis Kelsey. Uh, are you are you a Swifty? And even if you're not, I know you know Taylor Swift songs. What's that? What's the go-to Taylor Swift song if you had to pick one? Uh, probably 22. There you go. Look at Nick coming through on me. I, I love it. He's delivering here on the show. Uh, how about this one? Uh, we're a couple hundred yards away from the school. You are a senior. Uh, when you look back, could be this year or in years past, uh, who are some of your favorite teachers or your favorite teacher that's kind of helped you become the young man that we're seeing here today? Um, I got a few. One start goes all the way back to third grade, Miss Nicole Pantelis. She, I was always nervous about the test. She would always come in early and tutor me. Her, she helped me out quite a bit. T.C. Ganeri, he showed me quite a bit of discipline. Miss um, Duran, she's always helped me anytime I need it, even when it's not her class, especially in the high school. Mr. Ryan Collins, he's not at knowledge no more, but he still always tells me. He always still makes sure he's in contact with me. Oh, that's excellent. And then the final one, uh, we've been having a debate. Um, Joe Smith, Joe Smith or Josh McCoy, or you can name another player. Who's the fastest Red Dragon? I would have to say Joe Smith and Nathan Coop. Who are you on? Oh, Willie. Now, Nathan's a fun is – Nathan, is Nathan just going to argue to have fun with it, though? Like, if if you guys were bench pressing, is he just going to say you can lift them up? Yeah, he did that with me on Saturday with bench press. <laughs> <laughs> I just know Nathan just has that uh, – not a renegade attitude, but it just seems like uh, he's just he's going to be confident in anything. He's very competitive. Yeah, and that's that's it. Maybe the word competitive. Uh, how the how that weight thing go Saturday? <laughs> Not good for him. <laughs> how much did you? What was the? What were you lifting? What were you doing? Uh, he. I just had a warm up on the bar. I had a plate with twenty fives on the side, 
and he tried to get it for one and couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, and I'm telling you, folks, uh, I haven't seen Nick in a while, but man, this this kid is chiseled up. He looks he looks like a little monster uh, compared to the last time I saw him. Oh, and I gotta go before I let you go. I know you your dirt bikes and Coach Perry said you got that covered. Are you are you still back on the on the hills having fun, or you've been off those for a while? I haven't rode my dirt bike. I want to say since last April. I'm just so scared of getting hurt right now. Yeah, well, that's a smart thing. That's. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. And stay off that until the season's over. And hopefully, this season lasts a long, long time. Hey, man, this was Nick Clark here on the call, or I should call it um, the Miles McKinley Red Dribble Football Dragons podcast. And please make sure that you get your uh, butts down to Bo Ryan Stadium Friday night to help support these kids as they take on the Poland Bulldogs. This has been a C2P exclusive. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.